Welcome back to Up The Villa podcast, freshly back from her first away trippies. Hannah, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I probably wouldn't have been as good if we got to full-time at nil-nil, but very happy that I managed to see a win. Yeah, well, you brought the number 18 ball back with you and it went straight in against Chelsea, so uh, hopefully you'll get to go to Chelsea as well and you can just keep keep it going for us. So Everton, we've got away on Sunday, a tough game. I think it's going to be a tough game. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, it's it's one of them. We, we face a team that we have really good form against of late, apart from the cup game this season where we did lose. But it's still never a nice place to go, is it? I don't think. I don't think anyone enjoys going to Goodison. Um, so it will be a challenge. And I think, you know, we're coming off the back of slightly up and down performances and form uh, over the, you know, busy Christmas and New Year period. So I think it will really depend what type of Aston Villa team turn up. Hopefully they're rested and recharged and, and we can, you know, get a good result. But maybe a little bit nervous, yeah, for the first time in a while. Tough game, tough game. I've already done the opposition preview, so I already know what the vibe is with the Everton fans. So you will probably find that out on Friday. Um, so this will be going out on Thursday. So I've got some early team news from them. So I feel like I'm very prepared, very up to date. Um, so basically what's been happening is decore has been injured for the last three games. And they've lost their last three games in the Premier League. So this shows how important Decore is to Everton. And I'm told that he will be back for the game against Villa. What they have been doing with is going with five at the back. So they've been taking out Decore and adding that extra player at the back. McNeil has been playing on that left-hand side. He's injured, so he's going to be out. Um, so it looks like it might be Dan Juma and Decore will be back in there. So what they tend to do is Decore's got a really important role for Everton. So Decore's role is to make up that midfield three, but to also be that link between Calvert-Lewin and this midfield. So this is Decore's space in and around here, supporting Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin's ban has been rescinded, so he's going to be back in. So... Um, you know, Everton, Everton, you know what they're all about, sort of defensive, sitting in a low block. They're one of the best teams on transition, just like West Ham, very, very quick at going from in this sort of shape. So they're really quick at being in this little mini block here and then boom, straight up to Calvert-Lewin and everybody moves up that pitch really, really quickly. And it's all about getting bodies in tight, narrow spaces. So when that first ball pings here, boom, someone's on it. Second ball over here, boom, they're on it. So it's important that Villa in this game, especially, are very quick to react, especially in midfield. And I think our midfield, we've McGinn in there, we've Kamara back in there, we've Louise and, and Ramsey. We've got a lot of numbers in a, in a tight box shape. So we should really get some joy in it. I was listening to Talk Sport the other day and Dan Juma's uh, agent was on talking about him potentially leaving this window. So I've got a funny feeling 
that Dan Juma won't be playing and Dobbin might start. Um, so if I was Dyche and I'd heard this interview and I'd heard a Villa player and his agent talking about this interview, I, I'd be fuming about it. So I expect their uh, formation to look some, something similar to this. We know that they are a threat on set pieces. We know that on set pieces as well, they like to have little overloads at the back post as well. So, you know, we've really got to make sure that we're picking up the spare player that's at the back of a set piece as well. So, you know, they do heavily commit to the back post and, you know, they're wanting to get these runners on set pieces as well. So, Bramthwaite's had a great season. Is there anybody there, Hannah, that worries you? Oh, I don't want to say no, because I feel like that's famous last words, isn't it? I don't think that there is anyone particular that worries me. Mm -hmm. I'd say, like you pointed out, Decore is a massive player for them. But in general, I think what we've seen from Everton this season and why they're actually, you know, they've had a bit of joy, haven't they, despite the point mm -hmm. reduction. Obviously, yes, they might have lost the last three. But I think the reason that they have sort of turned things around compared to last season is that they do look a little bit more of a unit. Um, I wouldn't say that they've got a player that really stands out as like, you know, they've not really got an Ollie Watkins, for example, or, you know, they've not got a player that you go into a fixture thinking, right, we've really got to be careful for them. I think, like you say, Decore is a big one for them, but I think that's more so just for the way they want to play rather than necessarily being a dangerous player. So I'm going into it not particularly like worried about an individual, but I just think that, in general, Dice has got them into quite a well-oiled machine at the minute and they are picking up some good results and, and getting some decent wins. They're not massively free scoring, but what they can do, like you've pointed out there, is, you know, be really solid and tight in defence and then catch you on the counter. And we've seen that Villa don't necessarily like to play teams like that. So we definitely need to be aware of, of that low block and the fact that they are going to want to counter. And we need to do something about that. And obviously, when we come on to talk about the lineup, hopefully this will be the team to do it. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty confident about this game. I think if I look at how I expect the game to go and Villa to control the ball, control the game, dictate the play, and just be very comfortable in our in how we play, I feel fine about it. Um, but then in the back of my head, I've got this sort of like little niggle that's thinking they set up to play a way that kind of we don't really like. And, and it's a way that can that can hurt us. You know, if if we're committing players forward and committing a lot of, you know, in our general shape and their system is all about quick fire attacks, get it upfield quickly and we may be stretched at some point, then, you know, their tactics... I think can hurt them. And we've already seen that it can in the uh, the League Cup game that we had, you know, that sort of ball over the top to Calvert-Lewin. So hopefully you and I, and I imagine you will be, will be very clued up on, on how they're going to play and how they're going to hurt us. And they'll be well drilled this week on on how to stop Everton from, from doing what Everton do. But I think whenever I think of like a Sean Dyche team, especially it's, it, it feels like it's it's okay saying how you want to play against them, but when you're actually in that game, it's a very difficult game, you know, like it's quite uh, physical and it's quite scrappy. And 
I can imagine that sides kind of struggle to get a bit of rhythm against Everton. And, and I think that plays into their favour. So I think we've got to be cautious, but we've also got to be sort of expressive in our own um, way in which we want to play. And, you know, if, if I'm being honest, if we've got aspirations of getting top four, then we, we've got to really be going to Goodison and, and getting a result, to be fair. So we've got a bit of a new feature. I've tweaked the predicted lineup slightly. So it looks a little bit different now. Uh, but what's not different to last week is the floor is going to be Hannah's. So you virtually got it right last week, didn't you? I was a few Apart off. From Power really? was missing. Power was missing. Yeah, but you went... Start. Um, but okay. that, I think I was, I was there or thereabouts. Yeah, so you did okay. So we're going to... We'll fire it back up for you again then. So... Talk to me about your team. What do you want to see? Who do you want to see? Well, like you said, I want to see. I want to see some free flowing Villa. Um, I don't like at this stage of the season saying must win, especially not when we're like, ne like nearly at the top of the Premier League. But it does feel like one of them games. You don't want to. You don't want to be losing this. So, um. I'm debating, I have been debating kind of going into this recording what whether to go through the back five or not, just because mm -hmm. just because I'm not <laughs> I'm not too sure what to expect from from Everton and I'm still not sure about whether Pau Torres is going to be fit or not. Um I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I'd like to see, but obviously if it comes out that Pau is injured then you know, we deal with that. Um, Martinez obviously chooses himself. So yeah, he... hold on then. Right, there we go. There he is, the world's number one, our number one. Uh, Konza, I think, again, chooses himself, doesn't he? So are you putting him there? I'm putting him at centre-back. Bang at centre-back? Yeah. Okay. For now. For now. <laughs> <laughs> then um I'm gonna put Pow in because yeah I'm hoping he's fit. I think they said they're hoping you'll try in this week, but I actually don't know what's happening. And then uh Moreno on the left side. I think Luke what's Dean interesting there has been an image of Luca Dean, and I don't think he's that far away. He he might be in the squad, you know. Might I not play, but I think yeah, which would be good, be a good boost to have him back. Now this yeah. is where I get, this is where I get stuck, and obviously you won't mean to choose this, but the pressure is the pressure has got to me here. <laughs> I think. Okay, so you're either going, you're either going. I'm either putting Carlos in and moving Ponza over, or I'm just yeah. Cash. Yeah. What are you going to go with? I think. I'm I'm thinking back to the Man United game. Man United away. Obviously, we go on to lose that game, and we had Carlos in that game, and I thought he was okay. But I thought in the second half, he just he weren't brilliant. So it's put me off a little bit. And Cash has just got a goal, so he's going to be confident. And mm -hmm. I'm going to put Cash in. I'm going to just go with the four. Yeah. I think if if Paul yeah. Bit, then we obviously we bring Carlos in and, and maybe even long line you move Conza out. I don't know, but I'm gonna go with the flat four. 
Yeah, I like it because we've got we've got Kamara back, haven't we? Yeah. So he he can he can protect a little bit. So um, well, we might as well go. We'll go. We'll go these two because I think they're pretty obvious, aren't they? You're not going to yeah. pick no one out other than those two, are you? So we'll go with those two. Um, so either side of those two, then, what's your pick? Uh, John McGinn, again, captain, mm -hmm. sort of chooses himself. Like you say, I think this game is so much about our midfield. I think if we mm -hmm. get the midfield right, I worry less about what's going on at the back. It's famous last words again. Um, <laughs> and then here, I am tempted to not play Ramsey. I am tempted to try something else. However, we keep having this conversation about playing players into form. <laughs> yeah. So it is a tricky one. Um, I think I will... Because we don't have T-Elements, I think I'll stick, I'll stick with Ramsey because okay. you, can't, you can't have too many attackers, out-and-out -out yeah. attackers. Um, you're, so you're, get... you, are a bit, you are a bit hesitant there. What, why, why would you say, are you, are you feeling he's not sort of like at his peak, peak level, Ramsey? He's just, yeah, he's just not, he's just not there. And it's, it's frustrating because we know what he can do. I was watching at the weekend the video that I think was um, on the Villa YouTube, the 99 goals from 2023. Mm. And I was looking at how many of them were Ramsey goals or assisted by Ramsey or he had such heavy involvement in the build-up and I was thinking it's not that long ago that this was Jacob Ramsey that we were used to seeing and it just feels like he's not quite coming back from this injury not that he looks unfit but I don't know if it's sharpness he's just not quite there but we know we've seen it how many times these players I think sometimes just like go through a bit of a bad patch and then you you just gotta play him through it and I think Ramsey's one of them um and he's always, you know, surrounded by such quality that I feel like it's a matter of time before he kind of kicks on again. So I'm going to stick with him. If Tielemans was fit, however, I would probably pick Tielemans in, in all honesty, just because I think he was he's probably in the better form out of the two. Um, Watkins obviously picks himself. And then I would go with probably the DRB. Bailey combo again. We've only got one. We've only got one left. So is that me being You got to pick one or the other. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the RB. Now yeah. I know Bailey is in the better form, so bear with me here. I think <laughs> in a game like this. If it's going to be a little bit frustrating and it's going to be a little bit where, you know, we have a lot of the ball and we're creating chances and it, we might get to like 60, 70 minutes and we're struggling a bit, I'd love to have Bailey fresh off the bench. I think Bailey fresh off the bench sometimes is exactly what you need in a game like this. And again, with injuries, sometimes we're just a little bit thin on the ground and you don't know who you're going to bring on. But if you know you can bring Bailey on, I think that's a great option to have. And Diaby has had some, you know, good signs in the last few games. Um, obviously, he's also missed a few absolute 
mental chances. He had another one uh, at Middlesbrough at the weekend. But I think him, him and Watkins do link up quite nice. And I think, like I say, if we're struggling at all, or even if we just want the fresh legs, Bailey, I think is the better player off the bench than DRB is to sort of affect the game. That's my thinking. Love it. Nice team. Really like it. I think it would be hard to really argue with that. I think the only other argument you could have would be Carlos in for cash and then everybody yeah. else moves across. So I think I think this is a little bit more attacking, which I quite like. Um, you know, we know that cash would want to get forward in this instance. Moreno the same. These, these two would move over. Kamara would shield those there. So Cash should have that little bit more protection. And then if we are looking at this sort of like midfield battle here, you know, the, the, the way in which you're looking at that Everton three of Decore, Garner and Onana, and you're looking at the Villa one, you know, our box midfield sort of surrounds their three in the middle. So I would look at the way, you know, different styles suit, you know, different games and different teams, different styles come up against each team. I think our midfield, the way in which Everton set up, and they're pretty, pretty similar the way they set up every game, whether it's the five or the four at the back. It's just the difference between the core and the defender. Um, I think we can really get some joy in that game, and I think you know if we are looking at sort of like how how that game could sort of really pan out if if Villa are are pushing more forward and we we have got more control in this game, is that we've just got to be really wary of this little two here with Calvert-Lewin and Decore that, you know, if, if we are pinning these back somewhat and then they hit that ball in transition, sticks at Calvert-Lewin, goes to Decore and then they're getting their runners, you know, and we're not we're not set because we've got players that are further up the pitch. We've just got to be mindful of them really on transition. But it's going to be an exciting game. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to watching Villa again. I think you've, you've picked a really good team there, Hannah. So, uh, fair play to you again for picking the team. Uh, we've had some questions come in uh, from people for, on our Twitter or X accounts. Uh, we've got about six questions to run through. So uh, some of them are pretty similar. So I'll let you answer this first one then. It's from Nigel B6. Big up, Nigel. Uh, can the Villa maintain the Champions League position without strengthening our squad in January? I would say yes, mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, because I'm backing us to do it, just plainly yeah. simple. Pure, pure vibes. Pure, just yeah, simply off vibes. <laughs> um, so I think you know we've. I get the point because we have we've dealt with the first half of the season with. I'd say quite a few injuries and quite a few significant injuries. You can look at it two ways. You can look at it as if we've got to this point and performed very well despite having those injuries and despite missing two key players from day dot in uh, Mings and Buendia. And we've got to this point, you know, brilliant. And if we continue on that form and set the same trajectory and potentially bring a couple of those players back from injury, then why can't we? However, Obviously, we do have to weigh up that throughout the season, you you factor in fatigue, you factor in 
more games. We don't know how far we're going to get in the you know the different competitions. So yes, there are probably a few more challenges in the second half of the season, but I can't see there being that much of a difference in like the quality that we currently have that would mean that our performances drop off to the point that you know we can't get top four. So I would say yes, we can. Obviously, that's going off the basis of you know man- making do rather than having extra players, which are nice to have. So if you ask me, would I like to sign players? Obviously, yes. Obviously, I think that would better our chances. But can we do it without strengthening or whatever and making additions? I think you have to say yes. Would you want a bet against us? I think why? Why aren't we when we've got this far? Yeah, I think I think it's like anything as well, isn't it? You know, you can sometimes you can sign a player and that that takes them three or four months to bed in. You know, so yeah. for the vibe of sort of saying you want we want these new players to come in, you know, if a new player comes in, you're saying that they've got to hit the ground running straight away. Uh, and dislodge yeah. somebody in our team anyway. So, you like who? And I said, really, players are only going to come in if they're better than the ones we've got. So, yeah. th- th- there we go, really. We've had quite a few on um, the transfer window. So, some of them are, are pretty similar. Um, so, this is a good one from, from David. Um, David Hanna. He's put, uh, my question is, with teams like Spurs below us strengthening and our business looking very quiet, are these few games with Everton must win? Should we be worried by teams like Spurs and their business and how it affects us, how it, affect, how it affects our Premier League position? I'll touch on it and then, Hannah, you can uh, touch on anything if you want after. Uh, basically, I, I don't think Villa would look at another club and think, oh, shit, like, they've just bought that player. Like, we now need to go out and, like, get a player because... Because they have really, I think, uh, as a fan, you can look at that and think, "Oh God, God, I've got Timo Werner. I'd like him at Villa, but I don't. I, I don't think Unai would look at that at all and think it, he'd just be like, well, 'Well, I'll beat you with with our team.' And, and I think that's the way we we would look at it. Really, I think, yeah, you know, if if you if you stand still and everybody around you keeps buying and getting better players, then eventually you're going to be banging in trouble. But I think January, I think that's not a market where I would be like really worried like that. I think in the summer, if it, if it was happening in the summer and we got to August, I'd be like, oh Christ, like we haven't signed anyone. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'm worried about Spurs strengthening you. No, I think what I would say, and it, you know, it's a fair point, but I'd say look back to this time last year. I think we had loads of comments and it was a point of debate on the podcast about, you know, who do we need to sign? Because, you know, Chelsea are signing loads of players, you know, so-and-so are signing players. So it's probably something that happens every transfer window, particularly in January, because, you know, the season's still ongoing and you're constantly, you know, in, in competition with the teams around you. But, I'd look back at last window. Did we sign two? I think we signed two. Did we get, was it Moreno? Moreno. So, you know, two players who came in for a purpose. They were clearly signings that had been thought out and we got them at the right price. Um, And 
we went on and had an exceptional second half of the season and it didn't matter that the teams around us had done other business. It mattered what Aston Villa did. And I think the main philosophy that we've seen in the last few years, really, at Villa is that we don't need to sign a player for the sake of signing a player. So just because Spurs have signed XYZ doesn't mean Villa need to go and sign XYZ. I think it means that we need to adapt the way we play when we play those teams. I think it means that when we go into the market, we need to, you know, form, you know, our squad around the way the league is changing. But I don't think like on a, on a club level and the way, you know, Unai Emery wants to run Aston Villa, it's going to change what we do at all. I think anyone that comes in will be because the manager has wanted them for a reason, not because we're reacting to the business of other teams. I don't think that's the way we work. Yeah, I agree. And then we've got another question here. Um, I think it's from Matt C, I think. Crop the name out. So I think it's Matt C. Um, is it time to bring Conser back at centre-back? Anna's answered your question because that's yeah. what she's done in the predicted lineup. Uh, or does Carlos' physicality make a difference in games like this? No, he doesn't, according to Hannah. Uh, will we see Diaby and Bailey together? No, that's not Hannah's team. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, or was that just the bottom half table teams? And why never Diaby starting uh, right mid always up top? Um, so I think Unai likes Diaby and Bailey together at home now. I think that's a little combo that he likes. There's a lot, you know, a lot of movement, a lot of pace, a lot of trickery, a lot of speed, a lot of, you know, stretching the opposition. So I think he really likes that. Uh, the other point about uh, why is he always up top and not out wide? I think that's because I think he likes Diaby dropping on the ball a little bit. If I get, if I try and get the predict the lineup back on. So if I take, um, if I take, yeah. So if I swap them round here, and you've got Diaby there, you've kind of got McGinn midfield. You've got Ramsey midfield, so I think you'd you'd always kind of want the, the double pivot there. You've got Ramsey, McGinn, and then you've got Diaby here. Sometimes we see McGinn pressing, so sometimes McGinn does press, and it might be Bailey that goes out there. But I just think currently he really likes sometimes when, say, if it is Bailey, so if I get Bailey on as well, um, where's Bailey? Right, so we get so we take Ramsey out, put McGinn over there, bring Bailey in. He likes Diaby doing that, and he likes that vibe there as well. So I just think that's what Emery likes from Diaby. I think he just likes his overall game when he when he does go in there and he's just got that little bit more freedom. But, you know, we have seen at times now where these two just completely, like, switch around and that. So uh, in, it will be interesting to know, like, when, when we signed Diaby, did Emery suspect he would play there. You know what I mean? Like at Leverkusen, he was actively like a, a, an out-and-out winger, really. Uh, so it'd be interesting to, to, would, to ever know whether that was his like designated position because I do still think there are some games where this position becomes a bit of a bit of a problem sometimes to get I, right. Yeah. Do you I think gonna, so? Yeah, I was going to say, like, do you know what? I would... 
I think sometimes I'd like to see that Leverkusen sort of roll a little bit more. I, I get the I get that they link up, you know, the RB and Bailey on that right side, and and when it works, it works really well. But I feel like there's been a few games where they've been a, like a bit too close together, and they kind of there's just a lot of short little passes, and it doesn't really end up going anywhere. And sometimes I feel like. The, there's just not enough space for either of them to really do what they want to do. So, like I say, when it works, it works. So I'm not saying it's it's a bad combination, but I, I actually would probably like to see a little bit more of you know just just play Diaby and just have him as like a bit more of a winger, a bit more of a right-sided midfielder, and and just see what he can do. But I, I, at the end of the day, I'm not the expert. Unai Emery is, so I literally bow down and say yes to whatever <laughs> <it is. laughs> love it right cool that's the uh predicted lineup done then so um comment your thoughts on hannah's lineup i think your lineup went down quite well last time so um yeah i think i prefer it when you do it so yeah <laughs> cheers everyone for watching thank you up the villa up the villa <laughs>